Hi guys! Today I am so excited to have my sister Adele on the podcast with me today. Adele is a new mom and she's, I'm really close to her too, she's the third sister. And to see what we talked about um, during the pandemic as well as the recent inauguration. Have fun! Hi, I'd like to welcome to the podcast my sister, who is a new mama. Hi, Janelle Lyons. Wow, Lyons. Hi, everyone. Yes. So, how have you been, Ted? How have you been? Oh, man, I've been good. I've been up and down, obviously, with everything pandemic, motherhood, life, but I'm good. I'm good today. That's good. So, um, you, we know that you gave birth last year during the year 2020, which was a crazy year for all of us. Could you tell yes. us a little bit about your birth story and how that was like for you being a new mom in the year of, you know, the pandemic? Oh, girl, let me tell girl. you. <laughs> girl, I'm going to try to do this without crying because every time I tell the story, I always cry. You're allowed to cry. No worries. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks, thanks, sis. Um, well, you you know my pregnancy was good up until 36 weeks. I went in for my regular checkup, and I had really high blood pressure. So I never had blood pressure problems before that, and so my doctor got worried because it was high and it continued to stay high. So she said the only way to to fix the blood pressure because it was because of the baby. She yeah. said, the only way we can fix this 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 problem is if we, we deliver. And I was like, what? Like, I, I was only 36 weeks. I had, you know, four more weeks to go. Mm. Well, typically, typically, women go to 40 weeks, right? So anyway, they kept saying that she was, Layla was measuring big, measuring big. And I felt like she was not going to make it to 40 weeks. And even my OB was like, you know, I probably would have stopped you at 38 weeks if you didn't have your blood pressure thing. Yeah. But anyway, so can you, Jay, can you imagine going into your 36-week appointment, just thinking you're going to get an ultrasound, whatever, go home, right? Yeah. That day, that day she goes to, she looks at me and goes, um, Ms. Lyons, you need to deliver within 24 to 48 hours. Otherwise, it's going to get dangerous. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, I'm trying to process it. Right. Yeah. I start crying in the doctor's office. Cause I was like, I just, I was like, I just want her to be okay. I just want her to, I want my baby to be okay. And she said, your baby will be fine. It's you. Like you're the one in, you know, who needs, like you're the one that's going to be in danger, not the baby. Mm. So are you familiar with preeclampsia? I've heard of it, but yeah. What is preeclampsia? Okay. So preeclampsia is, so I was on the, the big, so I was on the, the border of getting preeclampsia if I didn't get help. So preeclampsia is when you have super high blood pressure and it can be really dangerous because if you, if you don't, you know, if you don't deliver the baby, you could get a stroke or you could get, um, you could get a stroke or you could, you could get a seizure. That's crazy. Yeah. So don't want to scare you guys, but that's usually what happens if you don't get taken care of. So it was kind of scary because like 
she asked me if I had any symptoms because that my blood pressure was high and and she said but it's like Jay the symptoms are you swelling which you, mm. which you swell when you're pregnant so I didn't think of it as anything sometimes they said you can get blurry vision stuff like that I didn't have any of that mm. so anyway they rushed me to the well, not rushed but she was like okay after this she said go to the hospital and they're already expecting you and they're going to induce you they're going to try to make you go to natural labor but if you can't have a natural labor you might have a c-section she's like just be, be prepared for a c-section because the baby's so big and i was like oh lord all right so that night chris drove me to the hospital i got induced so they put me into forced labor they like give you a pill jay i was not making any like i was not dilating at all the whole night i was like zero centimeters open what like, was the not, pill for the one that they gave so you the pill induces labor so if you're not going into labor on your own it makes your body go into labor uh, but then so like, you weren't and uh, no, you weren't dilating you said the whole no night. i wasn't dilating my body every contraction i was making layla layla's um heartbeat was dropping It was very scary because because they so they monitor her your heart, the baby's heartbeat and and it was it kept dropping every time I was having a contraction. That's crazy. So the next morning, Jay, I know the next morning the doctor comes in and is like, okay, we've you know we monitored the baby, we keep trying to wait, but she's not. She basically was like she's not doing well with um, labor. She's not doing well with labor, so we're gonna have to get her to a C-section. And I'm like looking at Chris. Chris is looking at me, and I'm we're like, whatever is safest, whatever is necessary to get Layla out safe and me safe, right? So um, Jay, it was the craziest experience. I felt like I was on Grey's Anatomy. Like for you as a Filipino American or as an Asian American. Wow. Yeah, because you know how. Even so, obviously the U.S. was celebrating, and the Philippines was also somehow like, "Yay!" You know, it was all over the news here. Were you guys happy too? Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, anyone yeah. but the other dude. You know, so right. of course, as Filipinos, it, it meant strengthening our country and your country. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it from your point of view. Who who is who? Who knows both sides? How to be Filipino? Right. How to be American? And You've right. also obviously assimilated into the American life because you married one, and now your baby is. Would you mm-hmm. consider her Filipino American or just American? So yeah, that's the question. I consider her Filipino American. I want to raise her to be to know her Filipino heritage. Um, so you're asking me how I felt about the inauguration? Yeah, and what it meant for you as a, okay. as an American and a Filipino American. Wow, such a great question. <laughs> hey, you know. It's, I love it because it also speaks to me because I'm a US history teacher. So yes. not I feel like this also was huge for me because I was able to, you know, really like get into it with my students. But for me like watching it with like I it was I was first of all emotional. Um me Chris and I, you know, watched the whole like all morning all afternoon and it was um we felt such joy and hope like We and even Ate and I were just talking about it. Like we just feel that these past four years were just—they were shitty. And I, you know, after a storm, there's always a rainbow. And I think that 
this is it. Like, this is the rainbow. Like, uh, look, I'm not expecting it, things to change tomorrow and be awesome, but I'm feeling like an optimism. Like I'm, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic, but also like I'm feeling hopeful. And as yeah, a Filipino American, like I feel, I feel proud now to say I'm American. Before I felt kind of ashamed, you know, because people were like, oh, like, America is so embarrassing right now. Like your president is such an embarrassment, blah, blah, blah. And and I felt ashamed, to be honest. And um, and because, and you know, I had been in the Philippines with you guys like a couple years ago and I was in Australia, New Zealand. And I just felt like the, I, I, I felt the world laughing at us, you know? And now I just feel like hope. I just feel so happy. And um, first of all, Biden, I think is just a cool guy. Like, I just feel like he's a cool grandpa to like chill with, you know? His wife is a teacher and I'm a teacher. Yeah. And she's a, she's, she's a doc, she has a doctorate. And like, I don't know, I just, and I, first of all, what, second of all, and Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris being like the first, woman vice president and a person of color vice president um jay it's awesome i i just feel a renewed sense of hope like and everybody kept saying how like biden's time as president is for healing i agree with that like this country needs, needs healing this country needs hope and i think that th i think that they're a good sign of it so what did you think about the Bernie Sanders? <laughs> oh yeah, then I were just he was trending, right? Yes, it's so funny. His gloves. Everybody loves his gloves. <laughs> his gloves. He's because, like such a grandpa. Also, like I feel like if he was our yeah. grandpa, that would be yeah. So oh yeah, but Jay, you know what is so interesting too is like I was talking to my students about this, like how they felt and, and everything too, because. Jay, if you think about it, in our lifetime, right, you and me and Athen April, like the biggest historical moment that we've probably been alive for was what, 9 11, mm, right? Yeah, and that's on your birthday, Pa. I know, yay. But then I was talking to my students and I was like, guys, you are 15. I, have, I teach 15, 16 year olds. I was like, you guys have experienced more historical moments than I have my entire life. That's true. You know? Yeah. And for them, for them be look, they've had a pandemic, they've had a crazy four years with Trump, all this racial divide, all this black lives uh police brutality for um black people in this country and all this stuff. Like Jay, like they like these kids are going through some shit. Yeah. Like some real shit. And I told them and I'm like, I I was like, I'm sorry, I I, I feel for you guys. And they were like, Yeah. They were like, Yeah, um, they basically were telling me how like they just feel like this country is divided and all this stuff but i told them you guys are going through a lot right now but it makes you more resilient and i told them like you guys are gonna just be more amazing leaders for us like they're the future right they're the they're the future of our country and i told them remember all of this struggle you guys are gonna rise above it you guys are already rising above it you guys are gonna be such good leaders. You're gonna be better than us when when it's the you and it's their turn. You, you know. Can just imagine their mental health, right? Because you know how yeah. Um, yeah. we're even 20 plus, and every time we hear some like crazy news, we're like, oh my god, oh my god. 
-hmm. but crazy for your students who are younger but they get the same shitty news that we do right no you mentioned um being a teacher ted's and um mental health are you all right to share you know the experiences that you've gone through and maybe the people who are, who are listening can pick up a thing or two with how they're coping with their mental health especially yeah now. oh yeah well guys look we all we all are like mental health is important right but it, i think it's when you really go through like um a time like this especially like a pandemic when your outlets your normal outlets aren't available right like going to the movies or going to the mall or going to the gym or hanging out with your friends like i'm a so you guys know i'm a social person so those are my normal outlets so i always have a little bit of anxiety but it's like increased to the max because of being a new mom being in a pandemic being cooped up inside the house mm -hmm. all the time you know and anxiety leads to depression and depression leads to anxiety it's their cousins they're related mm -hmm. so when i started be like i started realizing like i wasn't playing music anymore i wasn't singing or dancing as much anymore i was like not sleeping well um i was very aware that i was like okay i'm clearly not myself right and even chris was like i need you to to, to listen to me and when i say this like he was like I'm here for you, but it's bigger than me. So sometimes just hearing like, oh, I need help and not being stubborn and, and really, and realizing like, first, first of all, there's other resources around you that you don't maybe think about, but um, my friends are, I have several friends who are in therapy mm -hmm. who benefit from it. And actually I've started and I really like it so far. Um, there's doctors, you know, who are clearly doctors for a reason and they know what they're talking about. They can give you medication if you need it. And it's not like, let's not put a stigma on mental health and, med and medicine. Like, let's, let's, just, let's just keep it real. Like, if you need, if you needed insulin because you're a diabetic, are you gonna say that person, oh, don't take the medicine, right. right? If you're a person who needs, who has high blood pressure, and so you need to take high blood pressure medicine, are you gonna think twice about it? You're not. You're gonna say, take your blood pressure medicine, right? So if you flip it and think, instead of physical health, but think men mental health, and someone who has anxiety or depression, and it could just be situational. It isn't, it's not an ongoing thing, but it could be a transition or a trauma, right? And someone says, oh yeah, I need to take medicine for my mental health. For some reason, people have a stigma on that, but, but, don't, but don't say anything for a diabetic who needs insulin. Yeah. Right? Get what you mean, yeah. So I, I know I've definitely had a stigma before, like, I don't need anti-anxiety, antidepressants. That's that's not me. But like, or like, you know, I have God. I have everything I need. But God also like created people, like therapists and doctors, to help people. Mm. And right. And like, if you want to get real deep, real real deep. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have a friend who's a therapist. And um, actually, have I told you about her? She's Wait, have I met her? Who is she? 
Rachel. No, I don't think you have. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Full Philippine so, or like? Or she um, grew up there. Oh. But she grew up here. So Jay, like, I just felt like a connection to her when I met her at school. She was a therapist at the school I worked at. She, because she was Filipino, she kind of like, just seemed like one of us, like one of our yeah. sisters. Yeah. So she happens to also be like, you know, a religious and also mental health advocate, whatever. I actually was, I was the one that went to her and I said, Rachel, I feel like I'm being a bad Christian if I take medicine. And she was like, are you miserable right now? And I said, yes. And she was like, God doesn't want to make you miserable. And God puts and people in your life, right? And, yeah. and, and, and when she said that to me, I felt, I finally felt like, okay, I need to get the help you need. that I, that I need. Yeah. And God's not going to get mad at me because of that. Exactly. You know? So. Thank you for opening up that, about that, Tens. That's, that's some really deep stuff. Really You're deep welcome. stuff. But, um. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. You know me. I'm a, oh, always good for a talk yeah always so um i guess for some of my last few questions uh for the podcast is maybe what was uh-huh. uh, okay i guess coming into 2021 what are the mm-hmm. things that you're looking forward to the most um and uh-huh. what do you think this year brings for you or what you what do you want it to bring for you since it's a new year? Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. Such another good question. Um, <laughs> it's funny, James, because like this is the stuff I like journal in my journal. All right. So this is like therapy for you. This is therapy. This is therapeutic. Um, I am looking forward to a new administration. <laughs> you know, a, a more hope and hopefully more unity in this country and just going back to like what america is about which is the united states of america not the divided states of america um but i'm also just looking forward to smashing this pandemic the vaccines are on the way um teachers so that's me and chris are actually getting we're getting we're getting vaccines soon oh really oh when are you gonna get them well, we have to make an appointment, but but basically the the Maryland governor already said we are in phase one B, which, which includes elderly over seventy five, oh. and um, teachers. Yes. So I'm looking forward to just smashing this pandemic and having more some more normalcy. I'm looking forward to getting back into the classroom. I really really miss my students. Okay, so um, because you're a teacher, what do you think are, or what do you think is the best advice you could give your kids? At this point in time, with everything that's going on. Yeah, okay. I think if I had to give my students advice right now, I would tell them 
just to continue like keeping their heads up and being hopeful yeah because like i said earlier like they've gone through so much already and just in their lives told them like i'm i'm proud of you for being so resilient and for being just you know being above you know above the hate above all this mess yeah this quote is for um what i would tell my students this is the amanda gorman the one that the black girl that spoke at the inauguration there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it wow joining me in the podcast today miss adele solace lions 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 